from Asylum by Madeline Rue. They built it out of stone, dark gray stone pried loose from the unforgiving mountains. It was a house for those who could not take care of themselves, for those who heard voices, who had strange thoughts, and did strange things. The house was meant to keep them in. Once they came, they never left. This is Gothic. Season 4 of the Gothic Podcast may contain sensitive material not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. I forgive them, for they know not what they do, but that said, neither do I. So really, what is there to forgive? They seek an outcome that I might seek myself were I more certain. But I have read the books, I know the stories, and they rarely have happy endings. Not the stories that came before the Brothers Grimm and Walt of the family Disney. No, the old stories ended with the stepsisters maimed and with the stepmother blinded by the pecking of birds, ended in rape and devourment, ended in murder and horror. They were cautionary tales, those old ones, like urban legends of the woods. They were for the telling from the safety of the fireplace hearth, logs crackling with welcome warmth and soothing light. But those of us who have to live those stories, we know. To live a thing is not the same as to hear a thing. It comes with a different sort of fire and a different sort of light. I do not envy them, nor begrudge them, nor can I turn my attentions much longer to them. I sit here in my secret office, this single light keeping the darkness away, a darkness that protects me from prying eyes, but I hear the whispers. Phoebe. They coo. Come back to us. We'll welcome you. We'll toast you. Come back to us, Phoebe. They come sneaking through the cracks from when I showed the rifts my old badge of office. Foolish, that. Ego. I wanted to show them that they could trust me. I wanted them to know that I knew things. Finger to the side of the nose knowing of things. Conspiratorial wink knowing of things. I have put the fedora away in its rune-sealed drawer. But it doesn't matter. The cracks remain. Is that the sound of helicopters in the distance? It is, I think. The keepers are coming. I suppose that's all right, though. It is time, and I am not left without my tricks, my defenses. This gun is cold in my hand. My body heat will never warm it. The runes glow white as the sound of helicopters grows louder. With luck, the children of myth will make the right choices. It's very possible. I will never know. I hate that. Ah, well. They are here. I'm so sorry. The library is closed. Let's go with three, two, one. Re Recording. Oh my god, you did it that time. <laughs> Recording. Recording. <laughs> you are all weirdos. Not <laughs> the musical episode. <laughs> We've had the musical episode, so all the episodes are the musical episode. Yeah, this was the role reversal episode where okay, you sing. Well, Kirsten and I are about to break out in the Happiness Hotel, so we all need to simmer down. <laughs> Welcome back, Sojourners, to another episode of the dark and grim and never, never any no fun, fun. And we never laugh or have a good podcast time. Where we find so our riffs. home to the Happiness Hotel. <laughs> You're really going there. 
where we've been following our rifts after <laughs> the exit of the contemporary now characters who have been our primary focus for these four seasons, even when they never show up. <laughs> I don't know quite how to explain that. Uh, <laughs> if you are just joining the Gothic podcast, I recommend, first of all, going back and starting with episode one. No, first of all, one. welcome. We're glad to oh, have well. you. Well, yeah. <laughs> Second of all, jo join the Patreon. Um, third, like, you know, review Give and rate us on various social media. Those are the rules. I didn't uh, make join our up. Discord and chat with us there. Share your memes. Bring your best memes. Yeah. Share your memes and your pet pictures. We've and got spaces pictures. for both those things yes. on Discord. Show me all of your pets. I don't post nearly enough pet pictures. Then. Yeah. Come on, Eric. Oh, I'll get on that. <laughs> I'll go post a pet picture on there right now. <laughs> we'll pause while that's happening. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Yeah. So anyway, here we are back again, coming in toward the end of the season. Uh, a couple of things I can't remember if I mentioned. I got interviewed on a podcast called Anywhere But Now, which is a Doctor Who podcast. And I'm in their segment, The Joy of GMing. And uh, so go over and check that podcast out and check out the interview with me. We talk about gaming and Monster of the Week and podcasting, and we roam around a bit. And so, hey, go enjoy that. And then go check out uh, the Anywhere But Now actual play of the Doctor Who RPG. You did mention, and I have now successfully returned and listened to the last 20 minutes of that episode. Aha! I did mention it. Well, do it again, <laughs> especially for those of you who are just joining us. And if you are just joining us, we are coming to the conclusion of season four of the Gothic podcast. And so that's going to be real confusing for you. So yeah, right after this intro, get out of here. Go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes. Each season kind of stands alone, but they do all connect together. And so we hope that makes it even more enjoyable. And there's not even that many to catch up on. We only have like 24 episodes per season. Uh huh. Once again, we are Jesseless this session. Uh, this is primarily because we record two sessions at a time. And Jesse just got married. It's the same night. He got married yesterday. Congratulations again, Jesse. And so when you listen to this, it's going, you know, when you listen to this one and the episode before this, it's going to sound like he got married twice, but he didn't. <laughs> We're just, we just start combining our recordings. <laughs> With as many parties as have happened in the <laughs> orbit of his wedding, it yeah. feels like he's gotten married oh, yeah. twice. Yeah. It definitely seems like he's gotten married twice. And they're not even over yet. <laughs> But it's convenient that Jesse is not here because Echo has been taken by the Fedoras, the yes. the Mist Minions, the Keepers, as Phoebe the Librarian has called them. For last time, we found out that Phoebe had been, in the past, one of the Keepers, and she used one of their magical, uh, something, one of their Fedoras to help our riffs gain their own memories. And so Ariel and Baz each put on the hat at separate times and found out new things. And in fact, I didn't mention this last time, but uh, mark attention on one of your Mythos theme books. If that fills it out to three, then you get to add a new power tag or something else. If not, then you don't have to worry about it too much yet. No, I was really hoping to make a roll while confronting Phoebe so that I could use that weakness tag. But. Uh, I had meant to uh, bring up a, a late book of yours, but then the time passed for that. What is that book that you haven't returned yet that you owe late fees on? Uh, it's American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Nice. Uh, okay. Good choice. By wearing the hat, you discovered that Echo had been taken by the Keepers, the Fedoras, at some point when they had also faded your memories once again. Uh, and Ariel also discovered that the best bet of drawing the Huntsman out is for her to do what her job was as a private investigator a lot of the times and be bait 
to be swallowed up by the wolf and then to be rescued by the huntsman. So we pick up, not in the library anymore. It's some time later. Um, where are we? What are we doing? Cadence wants to have a conversation with Baz. And um, I think is not, you know, it's not that Cadence wants to have a conversation away from Ariel. Ariel. Ariel can be there. But after we've left the library, Cadence is like, Baz, did you, I mean, the stuff about the the worlds and the stories and stuff, do you think that that would have, uh, you know, have any causes or um, or effects on our, you know, our friends up here? Taps her head. And what they're trying to do? Yeah, I'm worried about uh, creating a power vacuum, uh, maybe. And and if things get unstable here and the mm-hmm. power is up for grabs, yeah, that that, that that guy they're they're so unhappy with might be able to swoop in and and do something with it. But I I was actually wondering if he was behind the the, the mist in the first place. You know, she said like whoever controls the stories here controls them everywhere. Hmm. Well, then that might thwart his master plan. Yeah, and that'd be a good thing. Yeah. So I I don't know. Anyway, I'm more concerned about this this repression of uh, of these stories. I mean, who who wants to live in a world without stories? And that's what it's doing. It's stopping the stories. Right. So I think we've I think we've got to take care of it, and maybe we can figure out a way to help you know help chaos from uh. From happening from totally going wild yeah right but but I, I think that all the worlds without stories is is too sad to live with i mean that kind of was my first instinct too but i mean i've been worried about the people in this city the whole time and i don't know it's it's do we i mean who are we to you know say like it's fine if the city's destroyed if everything else is okay you know i don't know well i don't think the city's going to be destroyed uh and and it sounded like there there might be some options, you know. It doesn't just have to be utter chaos. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Where is there? Where is this conversation taking place? I kind of imagine this right outside, like we're walking back to the car right now. Oh no! Where you you've got to come up. I mean, have a cup of tea or something that I, I make in a um instant, you know, in an electric kettle <laughs> in my little alcove. Actually, yeah, tea, tea would be great. Actually, yeah. Yeah, up in the bell tower. Where I picture the bells being fully visible at this point. I mean, yeah. it's 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 fully a bell tower now. Mm-hmm. What does Ariel think about this? <clears throat> I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> I did not know that libraries had bell towers in them. Well, they didn't used to before Baz lived here, and I elbow him like friendly in a friendly way. This is pretty cool. He kind of looks shy and proud. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. Uh, wasn't Phoebe saying that it had happened before, that something like this had happened before? It, it was not catastrophic. Yeah. They recovered somehow. So she said it's, it, I mean, it sounded pretty, pretty catastrophic to me. She said there was blood. Tore the city apart. Yeah. Like and a lot. That, that the mist coming in is kind of what calmed everything down. Right. But man, sometimes stories, stories are tough. Sometimes stories yeah. are violent. And like I said, maybe we can yeah. figure something out, but. You know, you're right. I mean, so is life, right? Yeah. But what do you think, Ariel? Is that, should we do this? Um, I have, of course, been operating on this feeling that the city itself is my wolf, uh, that it is my nemesis, and I must find a way to destroy the mist. I don't know that uh, that is correct. Uh, In the end, I just have that feeling. So, So it could be I've been wrong this whole time. But that uh, that feeling persists even now that I have learned what I have learned and just put on this hat and gone along with you. So um, uh, I don't know if it's the correct course of action, but it is what I'm drawn to do. I think you should go with your gut. And he hands you a cup of tea. Sugar? Yes, please. <laughs> so you also learned that... Uh, Echo was taken by the keepers in a, a hearse, uh, a modified hearse, a converted hearse that, <laughs> as the loco on the side of it says, City Asylum. And of course, everyone knows where the asylum is. It overlooks the the river on the west side of town, on the west side of the city, up in the hills. It is a massive Gothic structure. 
um, sprawling edifice that uh, is rumored to have labyrinths within labyrinths inside of cells and of operating rooms and of holding areas and of treatment centers. But it is also rumored to be as darkly gothic of uh, treatment as uh, its architecture. We had to get some gothic in here somehow, damn it. <laughs> well, there's also the church and the library. <laughs> I was going to say, the cathedral's not enough. <laughs> that said, that's how it was until it all closed some decade ago. Huh, okay. uh, now, of course, it's rumored to be haunted. No one goes there. At least no one goes there who ever comes out again. Okay. Until now. <laughs> I got some uh, I got some shortcuts that might get us out. You can take a little bit of downtime here to try to recover some burnt tags to do some more, you know, to do some investigation on the asylum or, you know, anything you might want to know before you go in and try to rescue Echo, which I understand to be the plan. The primary plan is to rescue Echo. Yeah. Secondary to that is drawing out the huntsman. Tertiary then, at the moment anyway, is making your final decision on what to do about the mist. If that's even something you can make a decision about. Yeah. Baz's plan is to get lure the huntsman in order to like join forces to banish the mist. And it kind of sounded like at least, you know, tentatively everybody was on board to see how that shakes out. Yeah. I don't, I don't think cadence is like happy about the huntsman having caused the rain of bodies, but, um, you know, but also I think since the beginning, there's been this air of like, well, what if we just got rid of the mist and da da da, you know, so it's like, well, I want that. But what if he's bad? A little bit of downtime. During downtime, uh, we do our montage. Da, 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 da. Montage. Montage. Uh, so you can give attention to one of your Logos themes. You can work the case and try to get some clues. You can explore your mythos. And get a clue and mark attention on that mystery, that mythos. Prepare for your next activity, uh, which is how you can recover uh, all of your burnt power tags or gain three juice uh, in order to mm -hmm. use, uh, change the game later. Or recover from your last activity and deal with some stati that may be on you. Statuses. Are you doing any downtime montage activities? Cadence. Yeah, I've just been deciding what I want to do. I do have a burn power tag. Uh, Cadence would be interested in, I don't know whether this would be work the case or prepare for the next activity, but Cadence wants to find out about about the um, asylum. I think that I want to both kind of briefly skim its history, see if I can find any schematics of the interior or anything like that. But I also want to um, see if I can find any stories about you know, maybe ur urban explorers or people who have tried to go inside after its closure. I also want to learn, if I can, about the the circumstances of its closure, um, because I want to I want to be ready when we approach this. I don't want to have another um, <laughs> fiasco like Ivy Corp Tower. <laughs> I want to be prepared this time. That really does sound like work the case, which okay. is going to keep your t uh, your death car <laughs> power tag burned. I felt like that. I felt like that was a story-based thing, though. I didn't know whether I would be able to just have it back. Well, you've still got roads on the other side. I've right? still got I mean, roads on the can, other side. Yeah. So you can take the Bronco there. It's mm -hmm. just accessing that ghostly coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, the 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 main thing that Cadence wants to focus on is is being prepared for the thing we're about to do, whether or not that's work the case or prepare for next activity. Well, you'll get three clues, so okay. think of your questions. I'm going to move on to Baz. What are you doing in the montage? I think that Baz would be exploring his mythos uh, and using the trove of knowledge in the cathedral to find out, to, to gain a clue about the asylum, basically, and kind of like get the blueprints. How is that exploring your mystery? Uh, okay, so the mystery is, how can I preserve the innocent and destroy the false? Echo is the innocent. I mean, maybe not completely innocent after Ivy Corp Tower, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and Baz really sees the, the these mist guardians as supremely false because they're, you know, they're the cork in the bottle of, of the fiction of all the stories. Okay. 
and getting into that asylum and rescuing Echo while the Huntsman comes and destroys their, you know, pushes their faces in is going to do both of those things. All right. Be thinking of the one clue. Yeah, the one clue that you're wanting. So basically, he just wants the blueprints. And if we were playing Monster of the Week, that'd be like, what's my best way in? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in this case, I don't know how you want to narratively fold that in if you just want to tell me or if we want to like, you know, Ocean's Eleven style. Here's how you got in. We could be we could be working together on that, too, because that's in line with what I'm what, what yeah. uh, my clues are about. Also, mm-hmm. before I come back to those, Ariel, uh, since I'm not I, I don't actually have a goal other than just to be there. Um, uh, yeah, I'd probably be directing my energy toward, you know, casing the joint maybe learning what we can about, you know, how to use the terrain against them and for us. Mechanically, what you are doing is preparing for your next activity, and this will give you three juice that you can use for improvements on Change the Game. As our montage sees our team going through both books in the library and the old records of the cathedral itself. All right. So what are your clues, your questions, Cadence? So the first one is give me like an elevator pitch version of the asylum's history and like the reasons for its closure. Okay. The circumstances for its closure. What you find there is that it's hard to pin down because... Ten years ago, there were right there are writings that you're coming across that say that the asylum closed down ten years ago. Whoa. Okay. And going back further, it's like everybody has all in all these records, they just keep referring to the asylum as having been closed, you know, a decade earlier, generally because of um, of poor clinical practices uh, and mm-hmm. and horrors. That, you know, the newspapers just loved going after the big kicker words like horrors. Mm-hmm. Um, the horrors perp- uh, perpetuated, perpetuated, perpetrate, perpetuated, perpetrated within. Perpetuated within. Wolf, true wolf. Hoa, true hoa. Man and wife. Just say man and wife. <laughs> So that's what you're getting on the history of the asylum. That's crazy. That it doesn't actually seem to have a real history. All right. Well, my second question is, what can I find out about attempts to explore the asylum uh, after its closure? What what stories are there or urban legends or anything like that? There are plenty of of these. A lot of them you are dismissive of. It's uh, things like paranormal researchers went in and they were trapped inside for what felt like three weeks, (laughs) but it never became daylight outside. (laughs) <laughs> it's just Grave Encounters, the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's no, it's Grave Encounters. Or um, they went in and they saw, you know, shadow figures or heard weird noises. You get all of that stuff. What becomes apparent as you're looking through these these records is that the writing is all very, it has a similar, if I dare say it, cadence to it. And oh. You begin to feel like no, none of these accounts ever really happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even though there are some, you know, you can find records of these actual people uh, of existing, but the writing that they did about it seems maybe not to have come from their own minds. Mm-hmm. All right. And my last one is um, taking a cue from, uh, from Eric's uh, What's the Best Way In? Uh, what's our best way out? What what do I think is going to give us the best chance of of uh, returning safe from this place? So I'm going to combine this one with Baz's because okay. Baz is looking at the blueprints. He's found mm-hmm. both blueprints in the library and blueprints in the cathedral. The blueprints in the library are different than the ones in the cathedral. The library ones are relatively straightforward. The Ones from the cathedral are labyrinthine. Corridors end at a blank wall after making a turn. Uh, There are rooms that don't seem to have any doors. There are stairs that go nowhere. There are doors that open out on the fifth floor out into nothingness. Based on everything you're starting to put together, 
you realize that there are two asylums, that the blueprints from the library are not wrong necessarily, hmm. but your best way out is going to be the ghost roads. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, being familiar with the way that the, the, you know, those paths I take don't necessarily match up with the waking city. Um, that totally makes sense to me that there would be a different asylum under the asylum. <laughs> then, of course, for Ariel, you have your juice waiting for your use in the future. <laughs> your juice for your use. <laughs> Where do we find our rifts next? At the base of the hill, the road winding its way up past the gates that say the house. I mean, that say <laughs> the asylum, the city asylum. Yeah, I'm totally picturing the house. Uh, all in cast iron with angels um, swooping out from either side, but all done in cast iron. And so it gives them a rather a rather dark and foreboding aspect. The road winding, switch, switching back up the steep side of the hill there on the west side of the city where it overlooks the river below. And there, framed against stormy skies, hidden by the mist and the fogs to a certain extent, the walls of the asylum. I feel like Baz is especially freaked out by this because of the associations with the uh, Palace of Justice mm -hmm. uh, from, <laughs> from his mythos. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but what was what was the answer to what is our best way in? So that might in influence where we're at right now. It's abandoned, supposedly. Your best way in about halfway up the the switchbacking road is an old quarry road uh, because the asylum was uh, built from its own the stones from its own quarry that uh, are back behind the building on the other side of the hill uh, where the city can't see the great stark cutout of the of all of that there was some indication in the blueprints that there might be a tunnel from that quarry to the basements of the asylum used back in the plague days to remove the dead from the uh, hospital to the quarry where they were presumably dumped. If any of that ever happened, that's in the stories. But according to what Cadence found, has it ever been open? <laughs> okay, so the quarry road to the back entrance where they used to take the bodies out. Second to that would be appropriately creepy. getting a hold of one of the hearses and just driving it up to the main doors. Well, because that worked so well for us trying to steal the uh, motorcycles. <laughs> Real quick, before we actually mount this assault on the asylum, do you guys think it would be a good idea to ask Phoebe if we could borrow the hat for the purposes of this raid and potentially use it against the mind wipe abilities? Do you think it would protect us from that? You guys are both making faces. <laughs> well, I'm just going, don't ask me to go ask Phoebe. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, do you think it would? I mean, yeah, no, I'll, I'll go ask Phoebe, but do you think that would be a good idea? Okay, so. I think that would help, but I also think that it almost destroyed Phoebe's office when she took the hat out before. So yeah. I don't, I mean, mm. will it, will it still do that once it's outside of Phoebe's yeah, special office or because if it does, then I mean, we might just tear my house down. Well, <laughs> no, I know. I just mean like we'd be taking it out of here. I don't know if that would have a difference, but, but um, I don't know, like. Do you think that would help us defend ourselves against the mind wipey stuff? I think it would. Also, with all this talk of, you know, sneaking in and such, um, what is Ariel's plan? I mean, your your initial <laughs> idea true. was to throw yourself into the maw of the wolf. Uh -huh. Right. So, I mean, I'm all for going in guns blazing and make as much ruckus as possible. But I realize you have a friend to rescue. Well, we don't necessarily have to pick one or the other. What if? Mm, I could create a distraction while yeah. you guys go after yeah. your friend. Yeah, what if you like, you know, I'm here to take down your organization and was like pounding <laughs> on the front door and stuff. And meanwhile, Baz and I went around the, the uh, that tunnel that you talked about, Baz. Yes, I like this plan. Uh, I could try and kidnap a coach and run it into the front door. <laughs> oh my <laughs> on God, fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do that. I'm the I gotta say, I like your style. <laughs> we see Baz and Cadence at the bottom of the of the hill. The Broncos idling. They have a a plan in place here. You 
Ariel can spend one of those juice from earlier to create a story tag. Incendiary hearse. Incendiary hearse. That's one of the bands. (laughs) (laughs) Weird asylum hearse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so how, how did you get this hearse? Is this like a real one of theirs or did you have it? um, Did you get a hold of a, a different hearse and have it painted up to look like uh, what they described or no i think i would uh and is there like a parking garage (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for the hearses i can just go and steal it from the parking garage and start my ruckus there and then uh who maybe i'll set all of the parking garage on fire drive the hearse out (laughs) as the gothic pile that it is uh the the parking garage is uh, the stables. <laughs> the old stables. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, give me a sneak around then, Ariel. As Baz and Cadence wait at the bottom for the distraction that is perhaps to come. I'm waiting for you to let me at that sneak around my own self. All right, I've got graceful agility. That would probably help. Deck stacked against me, definitely. Heavy duty. Oh, that's my that's my cloak. I don't know that I I'm gonna go with reckless. That'd probably be probably count here as well. So so that's three. Is that okay? Bravado even. I was gonna say that, but then there's nobody for me to exhibit bravado too at this point if i'm trying to sneak around i feel like bravado is the opposite of sneaking around right <laughs> so i wasn't Look gonna do my that <laughs> yeah no you're right because you're gonna get the car you're you're spending the juice to get the car it's the rest of it to get up there and did you go with where'd she go uh, under your relic for your cloak? Uh, no, I can't. That seems a reasonable one. There we go. Okay, so four tags. Yes, 12. Sneaky with a power of Ooh, four. Nice. <laughs> awesome. All right, so I would like to light the garage on fire <laughs> and skip the hearse out uh, and and run it flaming onto the front steps, uh, crash it into the door. Did you want to spend any of your other juice on getting the hat from Phoebe or shall somebody else try rolling change the game or did you not want to do it? I thought that that was going to break everything. Yeah. If you guys are nervous about it, I thought I just, you know, I, yeah, I just thought it would it was be just an a interesting. Concern. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Better not risk it. Right. Okay. You can always investigate and try to find out, but <laughs> this is an action packed uh, episode. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Head the Bronco. You hear a squealing of tires in the distance uh, coming as a somewhat of an echo from higher up on the hill. And then you see a a light kind of burning away some of the mist, some of the fogs almost uh, blazing through it as this is in the distance because it's way up there. All you see is kind of a, a glow off of a wall. You see a a kind of a shifting of the mists and the fogs that are very, very thick up around the asylum. Uh, Up closer, Ariel, you have the hearse and you have set the stable, the old stables on fire. And although they don't have hay in them anymore, there's still plenty of flammables. There are big tanks of uh, petrol and there (laughs) are, I know, I said petrol, fine, whatever. (laughs) No, I just meant like that's going to, be a problem later <laughs> almost certainly you were able to dump a lot of the of gasoline around and and uh, <laughs> get the building which is stone on you know caught but there's plenty <laughs> of wood on it too then you are barreling out through the already blazing doors uh so that the hearse is caught partially on fire you are however now doing something incredibly daring risky or outright stupid um so i need you to choose a bunch of things and roll for taking the risk reckless and probably now bravado at this point since now i'm charging at the door if you sing while you're doing it you could do fight song uh well i think that this is you know kind of a like montage of you sneaking while i'm making the distraction so definitely fight song i feel would apply yeah 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 uh so maybe who's the girl in red there you go 
in a red flaming hearse. Yep. <laughs> and my cloak streaming behind me. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how, how the physics of that works, but. Uh, it's City of Mists. The physics don't necessarily have to. Windows are open. <laughs> your, you know, your hoodie is flared out behind you. Um, definitely packs a punch. And uh, probably still deck stacked against me because it's the bigger enemy. So that's six. Are you doing it with graceful agility? Uh, no, I'm 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 driving a car, so I'm not being particularly gracefully agile at the moment. I feel like six is a lot. Do it. Give it. I'm to giving yourself. you a weakness tag of oh, okay. uh, no capes because now your your <laughs> cape is flowing behind you, <laughs> oh, and so that's good. <laughs> In the flames of the it catches yeah. fire. <laughs> Edna Mode would be very disappointed. No capes. I'm doing it. Great success. Nice. Ten. Go on, take the risk for a ten. The car uh, hits the first of the steps, these big stone steps. Now, there's a big partial circle drive. It's a horseshoe drive. And uh, those go around a central, long, dead, if it ever had water in it, fountain. Do the hearse around the right side of the, of the fountain on the horseshoe drive and then just hit these two tiers of steps that uh, go up toward these big double doors at the top. And somehow the the car just keeps bouncing on up the stairs. There's the squealing of tires. There's the grinding <laughs> of gears, of <laughs> revving of the engine as, yeah. as you bounce around. And inside, it's just like you're being thrown everywhere. But <laughs> here, it finally feels like something is happening. Ariel is often vexed by the lack of action of things happening. That's why she throws herself into the being the bait, into volunteering to hunt the most dangerous of the of the people that the PI office is looking for. He's like, I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, using your writing hood, which is for writing, yeah, as, for writing. whereas Little Red Riding Hood was always freaking walking everywhere. And <laughs> that was all about pedestrian. <laughs> I know, it was a metaphor. Anyway, <laughs> you're just trying to be a big distraction here, right? You're not necessarily trying to... Well, I want to get the front door open and go inside. And okay. uh, guns blazing, so, so to speak. Crossbow blazing, so to speak. Car blazing. <laughs> yes, everything. If you want a gun or two, you can spend another juice on that. Oh. You know, another story tag. That's one of the things you could have been doing while preparing was getting a hold of actual oh, guns. Okay. Rather than AK 47. Firearms and firearms. Ooh, Tommy gun, though. This is noir. Tommy gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, okay. I would give you two pistols uh, with one juice or one Tommy gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Western. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Tommy gun. <laughs> but I still, I'd like to still maybe have my crossbow and. and sure, and sure. Yeah, you have those things that you had before. Hidden blade, hidden blade braces. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the car. Somehow, against all the rules of physics, it just powers up two tiers of steep stone steps. It's starting to flip even as you get to the top tier as it rams into those front doors and breaks down these things, which are made, it appears, of uh, corroded bronze and heavy wood. They just go off their hinges partway and, and open. And the hearse is left partway in, partway out, half on its side, uh, smoking. Um, well, still on fire, but the engine smoking and steaming, the radiator pump punctured, and the whole front of the car twisted metal. And I'm going to hop out of the whatever operational exit I can find <laughs> and uh, run into the building. Nice. Tommy gun blazing. Now let's move on over to what was happening at that same time with the timing happening as it did. Uh, you saw the first glow flickering uh, cadence. Uh, you are driving. So what do you do? All right. Looks like it's go time. Let's find that tunnel. And I start. We're in the quarry, right? That's what you said. You're so looking for the quarry. Uh, you have to drive pa through the gates and up partway up the switchbacks okay. of this uh, hill that the asylum is on. In All order right. to get to the side road, which has a sign that says authorized personnel only, but yeah. it's it's this ancient faded sign. Uh, it looks like far older than 10 years old of rust <laughs> and, and uh, paint fade. 
Yeah, I will uh, drive right past it and uh, start looking for the quarry. Camera lingers on the sign for yeah. a moment. <laughs> and in the background, you see the Bronco going going past the sign. The sign is on a chain that is across that secondary road off of the main road. So it just starts on the sign. Yeah, and yeah, then the yeah. Bronco, boom. Yeah, I want to drive through the chain. There's all sorts of cars blasting through all sorts of barricades on this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bronco easily chain separates from the post, pulls one post out, drags it for a little while. You bump <laughs> over that. And then you're headed down this uh, gravel road. The the main road up to the asylum uh, was pay- asphalt, uh, cracked and potholed. Uh, very difficult to go up. But uh, this is gravel, also potholed and nasty, and you're slewing around. It's wet. You're going through puddles. This is no problem for Cadence. I'm like slewing around it. I'm like one hand on the wheel, like spinning it with my palm, you know. I feel like when there's a particularly bad pothole, the wheel just sort of phases out for a second <laughs> and avoid, just the pothole goes past the pothole and then re-solidifies. Are you, are you, are you saying I only think I'm avoiding all of the potholes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that the car knows what you're the doing and is, is with like, you nope. and is like, roads on the other side, yeah. baby. In my time, this road was smooth. <laughs> As you go flying around the corners. We see the gulf of the quarry open up behind and you're skewing around that. And uh, just on that daring moment there, we go back to Ariel, who has crashed through the, uh, well, now leapt off the hood of the car and into the uh, into the interior of the uh, asylum. Tommy gun blazing at anything, at nothing, at whatever is there. I need you, Ariel, to... Take the risk. And, oh, we'll find out what that role looks like later because Ariel disappears into the darkness of the interior of the asylum, the mists rolling in around her, thick and heavy. So we're we're going hell for leather. In the words of a character on the show, Bonanza. Headlong, as you may say. (laughs) Not if you don't have a head. Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I ha- I don't have to worry about going at breakneck speed. You skew the Bronco around. Uh, there is a switchback of roads that go down into this quarry, this kind of half ziggurat of, of tears going down into this quarried area. But that's not what you want. What you want is... A, a straightaway along, very narrow along this particular ledge uh, with a huge drop off to your left. There is a kind of a hollowed out area up here that appears to be some kind of um, like parking area, but not for more than like one truck or um, Hearst size vehicle, perhaps. Mm. Beyond it is a cave. Uh, the, what looks like a cave entrance, almost like a mine entrance, uh, that has a big metal, um, gate closed and padlocked across it. looks like it's all rusted and that the, uh, chains have been rusted for years Mm. from somewhere above and beyond you hear. (laughs) And then the Tommy gun goes silent. I can try to pick the lock. Oh yeah, actually. Bail out of the Bronco. Yeah. I'll bring it to a halt. I, this is a more substantial thing than a chain, and I want to. <laughs> you can't get an angle on it because it's against the wall, and the yeah, the road is coming up at it parallel to the oh, I see uh, cave mouth, not perpendicular. Okay, so Baz is going to try to pick the lock. Yeah, I think so. I don't think we want to go loud. If we're relying on the loud distraction up front, we probably want to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think probably lock picking and sneaking are my pretty much my best bets. I don't know. I, I could use a help point. <laughs> if, you, if you feel like you could use um, anything from my training, I don't know if you could. It's oh, all that's like performance, performance so related, not. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll use a help point. I have hella help points on you. Okay, nice. Do you want two? So that would get me up to power three after lock picking and sneaking. Two wouldn't hurt. But... Yeah. I started with five. So oh, okay. take two. Sure. All right. Let's do it. That's nice. And I think very clearly... In over your heads. Okay. Okay. That's fair. All right. And I'm marking the attention on my sheet. Me too. 
Uh, and is this a sneak around or what are what am I rolling? Yeah, this is a sneak around. Let that go. I gotta Dang. get back to that window. You rolled a fourteen, my man. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Power of okay. three. All right. And uh that move is dynamite. Oh. Uh, for me. Now that I took the theme improvement away from prying eyes. Uh, so what does dynamite give him? Yeah. That means whenever I do the same thing again, I I don't have to roll. It just oh. works. That might be so, really handy in here. What do you use to pick locks with? Do you have gear? Uh yeah, he's got um he's got a lock picking set because he's been sneaking into places to investigate whatever he might think could be part of the conspiracy for like two years now. So yeah, he, he pulls it out and he, you know, puts the one thing in and then takes the, the hooked bit and you know jiggles it around a little bit and chink. Here's the thing. This padlock looks rusty. I mean, it's a big, heavy padlock that looks like it'd take a skeleton key of some sort. Your lock picks, you were a little concerned. You, you got your heaviest ones out and you were still thinking this thing is corroded shut. There's no way. And yet, you were able to pick the lock with relative ease and silence. The mechanisms all shifted almost as if they were well-oiled, and you were able to remove the chain. Mysterious, very mysterious. I think somebody's been through here recently. This lock came open way easier than I expected. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I didn't want to ram this one because I suspected maybe it wasn't as actually decrepit as it looks. Behind you, there is the gulf of the quarry. Uh, You cannot see the bottom. It is shrouded in fogs, a chill wind at your back as you enter the death tunnel. Hop back in, let's enter the death tunnel. That sounds like a great, uh, <laughs> sounds like a great <laughs> theme park ride. <laughs> I thought you were going to say band name. That sounds like a great band. Enter the death tunnel. All right, Cadence, let's do it. We do it. You proceed inward. The light that leaks into the tunnel from out here shows you an arched tunnel no more than five, six feet wide. There's two worn grooves that look like they might fit gurney wheels. And in fact, yes, there is a gurney just off to one side, partially collapsed uh, onto its front wheels. And you see that those would fit in quite nicely into those grooves. And they don't appear to be grooves that were carved for the purpose. It just seems to be the amount of time that they have been pushing a gurney down this tunnel. That's comforting. The tunnel is low, only maybe seven feet high and five or six wide. You could try to squeeze the Bronco down here, but it would be a very tight fit. Um, yeah, I, I, bet, I, have a, I bet I have a flashlight in the Bronco. You do have a trunk full of useful items, or so I've been told. <laughs> Not mechanically anymore. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Don't no. make me roll for anything relying on that. <laughs> uh, Baz had a flashlight when he was infiltrating the library. Oh, if you have a flashlight already, we can use yours. Well, if you want two, then you'll need to change the game. If you're happy with one, that the battery may or may not be going <laughs> out now that it's been used so much. But hey, if that's that's what you want to go with. Yeah, let's just do that. Okay, just the one. The, the la- listen, the last time I failed to change the game rule, you burnt one of my power tags. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was based on what you were doing at the time. This is looking for a flashlight in the back of your car. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. All right. I don't really have anything to add to this. I'll just roll it straight up. Take, take a help point. Uh, I rolled a great success anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't take a help point. <laughs> Keep your help point. <laughs> With that, you've got a good, yeah. good solid flashlight. One of those uh, big, long, heavy ones that can a be used like light. a club, too. A big yeah, mag yeah, light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a big barrel lens on it. That, mm-hmm. In fact, it, it's almost anti-sneaky because it just sends this massive <laughs> beam of light down the... Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, Cadence, but don't, don't like turn that thing on if we're trying to you know get past somebody, okay? No, absolutely. Listen, I know what's up. You start down the death tunnel. From where you are and where where the asylum is located on top of the hill, you think you have probably two or three hundred yards if you if it all goes just straight until you're in, uh, like directly underneath the asylum itself. Do you have a? I mean, you've seen the blueprints, both of them. 
How are you, what's your approach here as you walk down this this tunnel that smells of wet stone and old death? So Baz wants to wants to like go in by speed is stealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. He literally wants to like piggyback cadence <laughs> and just like run. <laughs> <laughs> no, that totally makes sense because we're also trying to use as much of the distraction as we can. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to be like, uh, uh, Cadence, we'll, we'll get there faster if you uh, hop up. Oh, okay. Um, and he's gesturing at his back. Do you want me to hold the flashlight then? Yeah, yeah, that'd I'll, be great. I'll hold the flashlight, you run. So we want to get in, we want to figure out where Echo's at, and we want to grab Echo. Could we have kind of like figured out where the most likely areas were to search for Echo, looking at the blueprints? Go ahead and give me uh, an investigate. Investigate. You probably have better stuff for investigate. I have a fair amount of stuff for investigate. Because you've still got some of your um, conspiracy stuff, right? Oh, yeah. So I've got research skills, trove of knowledge. Would occult knowledge help here any? Uh, Yeah, I think it would. At least the occult knowledge you learned in the cult. (laughs) Oh, okay. With the coded journal. Would I have been able to... Would anything I've been looking at in, you know, the asylum stuff spark anything from the coded journal when i'd be like i've seen that symbol would you like to call a flashback moment here absolutely so we flash back to you looking through uh the blueprints and then suddenly baz gasps and he runs to his pack and he digs through and he finds the journal and he starts looking through it what you see is there's a page which looks like just random symbols but when you take those over to the blueprints of the asylum found in the cathedral you see that those symbols aren't symbols at all they're portions of walls as if on a blueprint so i just like overlay it (laughs) and there is a section of in fact the basement rooms of the asylum that match perfectly okay awesome uh, then should I mark the weakness? So the funny weakness tag would be tunnel vision because <laughs> <laughs> we're in a freaking tunnel. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking overpowering opposition. Like he's so, oh my God, it all connects together that he's a little bit. <laughs> I, I think tunnel vision I, is I still like the right. Vision I think that's because, still the right one. Yeah, because you'd okay. be focused on the on on the conspiracy and not on Echo. So I got to get back there. How'd that work? Uh, you rolled an eight. eight. Mild success. Unmodified, that would have been a five. That's not yeah, so good. Nice. <laughs> you get three clues. You get to ask uh, three questions. Where do I think they're keeping Echo? Like, where does it seem like a reasonable place to stash a prisoner is definitely what you're seeing in that overlay is what appear to have once been a grouping of rooms that's some kind of laboratory uh, that is on the lowest level of the asylum that has access directly to the death tunnel okay excellent from the various blueprints what is in our way that is the interesting part there there's pl- there's doors that you will come across, you know, uh, that will go to other places in the basement of the asylum, in the in the winding labyrinthine rooms of the asylum. You don't want to get distracted by those because that's not where you're wanting to go. Okay. Although there may be things of interest there, the place that you want is more or less direct line of the uh, of the tunnel, as if whatever happened in this laboratory laboratory. That they then pushed that gurney or gurneys out along the tunnel and maybe dumped their results down into the quarry. Okay. Uh, all right. And then um, where where's the nearest place that it looks like opposition might be coming from? Uh, so if there is opposition, it could come from any of those outer rooms or chambers. Uh, but most likely, if... If this is being used now, still, for what it appears to be being used for, uh, which is the base of the... Yeah, like, is there an, so is there something labeled Evil Doctor Lounge? Uh, certainly not. <laughs> no. Evil Doctor um, Lunch Room. 
Yeah, all, there's a lot of shorthand on both sets of blueprints, but you are definitely noticing that all the library blueprints are saying about this same section that has the laboratory is morgue. Okay. But the cathedral blueprints for it, it's much more complex. The room is much more complex than just a simple morgue. But yeah. there's also uh, what appear to be stairs coming down into that laboratory from mm. an upper level. And okay. so that is probably your most vulnerable spot. Yeah. I don't know why I keep going back to Monster of the Week stuff for this. I know. Because Monster of the Week is a great game. Yeah. And it covers all of these things. Really, really useful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. So you are running. Now we come back into the present and you are remembering all those things. You are excited because that book has finally paid off for you. There's There was something to it. Cadence, you're bouncing along, <laughs> holding on to Baz as best you can. Okay. And is this sneak around? I don't think so because you're not trying to sneak. You no. are very clearly not trying to. We're trying to get you, in as quickly as possible. You said, you know, barrel in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there's a role here because um, nothing's happening yet yeah yeah. you are running you're not in any you you do this all i mean you, you are super time. strong you, you and throw super people fast over your shoulder and run with them constantly and you throw <laughs> people <laughs> over your shoulder all the time and run with them i got the tags all marked and everything just because i'm conscious this time well, doesn't what are you mean? wanting to roll face danger take the risk uh, well, yeah take a risk is what i was going for Here's the thing. I was going to give it to you, but there may be things in the way. There may be gurneys in the way. There may be opposition in the way. <laughs> this is bad. Distracting doors that are really interesting. So go ahead. You are doing a daring, risky, or outright stupid feat. Roll take the risk. It's a take the risk night. Maybe that's what tonight's episode <laughs> will be called. Take the risk. <laughs> That'd be a great band a name, ten. by the way. Heck yes. You do it somehow. You do it, comma, somehow, period. The best response to possibly receive. Thank you, City of Mist, with this extremely memeable mm-hmm. <laughs> wording. Dang, that was a six. I was really hoping for the dynamite on that one. <laughs> and you burst into the room, um, having dodged just various bits of boxes and trash and things. And you burst into this chamber. You burst into a morgue. It's tiled floor. It's got metal doors, uh, square doors in the walls, four or five to a side, two or three high. There's a couple of gurneys in here. It's not a huge room, maybe 20 feet by 20. There's a uh, wooden staircase on one side that goes up. This does not look like what it looks like on the cathedral blueprints. That's interesting. I'm already kind of holding on to Baz, so let me just um, uh, take another step forward here in just a second, and I try and drop us a level down into my ghostwriter zone. I know this is going to come as a huge shocker. <laughs> take the risk. Woo! I'm going to use the roads on the other side, because that's pertinent. Always room for you. And I want to add unstoppable. All right, take a risk. Do it. Roll it. There we go. I rolled it twice for some reason, but I got the same number both times. It's an 11. Yes. <laughs> That's how roll 20 rolls, is if you do it fast enough, it's the same number. That's hilarious. I should do that next time we're playing D&D and I do two uh, two attacks on the same hit. <laughs> yeah, but then you roll a one twice. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what happened to Percy. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so it's an 11. I do it, comma, somehow. You drop down, and it almost feels like that. It almost feels like the floor drops out from underneath you, uh, Cadence. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you aren't in the morgue anymore. The walls are whitewashed. Mm-hmm. The floor is uh, white tiles, but still, somehow, the room feels dark. There are a number of lights hanging, bare bulbs hanging from the ceiling with metal reflectors uh, uh, on them that point the light down into almost pillars of light around the room. Those pillars illuminate a scene of horror. This is a much more complex room. There is still a morgue on one side with the doors. A couple are open with drawers half pulled out. Uh, There are figures on those drawers, but in the center of this room, there is a 
an operating table, very elaborate gear around it, but gear that doesn't quite seem as much to do with the medicine you're familiar with. It's strange, arcane, and complex, baroque uh, machinery with lots of uh, armatures and lots of blades and uh, syringes and things. Yeah. Strapped to the operating table is Echo, who is groaning slightly as they may be regaining consciousness. Standing over Echo is someone Baz recognizes. It is his old cult leader, Hensley. And with that scene in mind, we will find out what happens next. Oh, my God. No, on the next <laughs> gothic podcast jesse's still not here so i have to say it damn you patrick <laughs> <laughs> the gothic podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama produced by c patrick nagel and goblin brook manor llc starring c patrick nagel sharon gallery lafournaise jesse baldwin Eric Halbert, and me, Kirsten Valerie. Our logo was designed by Jared George Art, and our theme music is by Zoe Hovland. We stay afloat thanks to you, so if you can, please support us on Patreon and follow, like, and review us on iTunes and all our social media platforms. Thanks for joining us in the dark, Sojourners. Kirsten leaves and the whole system crashes. Yeah, the whole system <laughs> crashes and we have no recording. It's, uh, it turns out that uh, Ariel was so powerful, she literally broke the fourth wall. <laughs> Quite literally our broke whole system, Our whole system comes crashing down. The fourth down. wall and the firewall. <laughs> yeah. Oh.